Hey there, prayer warriors. Mark here. Uh, so glad to be with you today. And uh, we got a lot to talk about. Um, but first of all, let's just go ahead and open in prayer. Uh, dear Lord, I just pray for my brothers and sisters. Uh, just watch over them today. Fill them with the Holy Spirit. Guide them and direct them. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, hey, you know, just want to want you to, if you got your Bible handy, uh, open up to Acts 2. Acts is probably one of my favorite um, books in the Old or the New Testament. Um, and it's really because it shows the heart of God and, and how it impacts the, you know, our brothers and sisters back there, at, you know, a couple hundred years ago and how it does even today. And, and so here it is in Acts 2, set the stage just a little bit, uh, you know, and, and it's, you know, talking about, you know, here is the Holy Spirit. So here's the day of Pentecost and all these, these folks are gathered together and I'm going to quickly read 1 through 4, and I'm going to skip ahead a little bit. And it says there in 2.1, Now when the day of Pentecost is fully come, they were all in one accord in one place, and suddenly there was a sound from heaven as if a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. There appeared to them divided tongues of fire, and one sat upon it, each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit as the Spirit gave them utterance. And skipping quickly there to, to 12 to 13, you know, so, you know, they were all amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, what could this mean? But others, others mocked them, said they're full of new wine. And even Peter said, no, it's only 10 o'clock in the morning, or, you know, they're not drunk with wine, but others mocked them. And if you skip down to, to 38, um, and Peter also said, repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, that you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And then in 40, it says, with many other words, he testified and exhorted them, said, be saved from this perverse generation. And 3,000 3, others came to know Christ in there in 42. And they, those people that were there, the 3,000 plus, they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, the breaking of bread, and its prayers. So, hey, prayer warriors, I think that really kind of sets us up. It talks about the Holy Spirit, and it talks about the continuation of this. And what I want to do is talk about February 8th of this year. Just a couple of weeks ago, um, and I want you to think about this little town in Kentucky. This little town in Kentucky's got about six thousand, you know, folks there. Some say it's got two stoplights. You know, don't know about that. But it is a small town, and it's got a small college there, um, and it's got about sixteen hundred students. And the college is named Asbury. Asbury College in this little tiny town. And so they, they meet in their auditorium for Bible study, you know, chapel a couple of times a week, first thing in the morning. Um, February 8th, 10 o'clock, chapel got over. Everybody, all the students leave, and 15 to 30, those kids stayed. And they let the Holy Spirit guide them. They went to the altar, they started praying and worshiping, and calling out to God. They were repenting. They were loving on Christ. And they let the Holy Spirit just take control of them in that auditorium just a few weeks ago at Asbury College. And the Holy Spirit blessed them. And other kids came in. 
and the students led one another to Christ and to repentance. And it continued. And kids ran to the other classes that day and said there's something happening in the auditorium. And other kids came. Students walked by and said, I need to be a part of this. And the auditorium filled with students. And then it started to expand. And other people from the community came in just to see what was going on. And it was student-led worship. And one of the deans said, it wasn't smoke. We didn't have fog machines. We didn't have lights. We didn't have big sound systems. It was an old auditorium. And the Holy Spirit is filling that auditorium. It is filling the lives of those kids. And it still is. The kids stayed. And they're still there. They're still praying and worshiping. And hundreds and thousands of people have de descended upon this little town of 6,000. It's blowing out the seams. There's lines to get in. Not only that first auditorium, but the second one and the third one there on, on campus. Because people are coming to Christ. Some call it a revival. I don't know if it's a revival. But it's spirit-led. It's student-led which is absolutely amazing. It's a whole generation in that auditorium. And in fact, the, the president of college said, hey guys, next Monday, if you're not, if you are over 25 years old, you can't come in because it's taken the students away from their own prayer time, their own time of repentance. And so he's kind of closing down the campus. The students have got midterms they still have classes but they've been in there since february 8th around the clock worshiping god they're letting the holy spirit come down and take over their lives they're repenting it's a whole generation in there is it a revival like i said i do not know however if one person comes closer to christ and can impact others Oh, man, it's a revival in their life if they come back to Christ. And it's still ongoing. And, in fact, it was covered by CNN. It's been in the Washington Post. So it's been something. And there are scoffers in there. There are mockers out there saying, ah, it's nothing. It's not a revival. I don't care what they call it. It's students allowing the Holy Spirit to take over their lives. And, in fact, um, the town has swelled, it doubled in size, but it's faith and it's the acts of the Holy Spirit that are coming together right now. Hearts are being changed. And this actually happened, you know, in 1970. The students stayed after chapel. And for 144 hours, six days at this little college that they stayed. And lives were changed then. Was it a long-term revival? No, but it impacted lives. And that's all that matters, that these kids are gathered together still 24 hours a day, praising and praying and singing. The only thing that they've got, you know, appealing in there is an old guitar and a piano. The dean said, hey, it's an old building. We don't have the money to fix it up. But you know something? When we allow the Holy Spirit into our lives, we pray and accept the Holy Spirit. and We ask the Holy Spirit to come into our lives. Miracles happen lives change not only for today but for the days and the weeks and years to come and so what i want you to do is just you know today um think about those things because even as one person was coming into town that day um a christian and a christian writer 
said they stopped at the gas station to top off their, their, their gas tank, and Max, who is from India, and he is a Sikh. He's, he practices a Sikh religion. Um, the, uh, the, he's Hindu. And uh, he said, I don't know what's going on. Do you think I can go? And the reporter said, you must go. And that's the call that we have. God is calling us. The Holy Spirit is calling us. And wherever you're at today, I would pray that in your life there would be a revival. That you would let the Holy Spirit come into your life. Pray, praise, worship. Just like the dean said, we don't need, you know, smoke machines, fog machines. We don't need bright lights. We don't need loud music. We just need to be there on the altar, accepting Christ as our personal Savior and allowing the Holy Spirit to come into our lives all the way back from Acts 2 to today. So I just want to thank you, brothers and sisters, all you prayer warriors out there. Let the Holy Spirit guide you today. Let the Holy Spirit come into your life. Have a blessed week. Thank you. Thank you.